I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Hello, Dawn. Hello. So I've got some good news. Oh, yeah. So we had our fourth grandchild born on Friday. Congratulations. Uh, well, it's number four. And and then one of my other children has also just announced that they're pregnant. So that'll be due in September. So we'll have had two grandchildren this year. So that, by the time the next one's born, that's six grandchildren, which me and my husband had to take my car in this morning for servicing. And we were obviously out to give me a lift home. And we were chatting. He's like, we're like, fucking hell. Like. Six grandchildren, like they're 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 starting to crank up, and and I guess it has led me to. So I'm mid fifties. I guess it. How old? How old do I feel being a grandparent? Are you growing old gracefully? I don't know. I don't know what that means. So there's the growing old grace. I mean, I'm a hot nan. I'm a hot chick for myself. I, I refuse to let go of that status. I'm absolutely not having it that we can't retain our hotness through our older age. I'm not, you know. Actually, what was really funny, a few years ago, right? So I had children really young and um, there's it's a horrible expression. It's horrible. It's called a MILF. And it stands for Mother I, I'd Like to Fuck. Yeah, That's I've heard of that one before. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But for years I was called that because I was very young when I had my, my first two children. Um, and and about, so my grandchildren, the ones that were already here before Friday, they are uh, five, six and seven on the cusp of being six, seven and eight. And it was a few years ago and I, I think I'd gone away with the girls for the weekend or something. And and somebody tried to chat me up. And so obviously now I can say, well, I'm happily married. I've got four children. And now I can say I'm a grandma, which in my opinion should put you off. And they then, this very charming gentleman, then called me a gilf. I'm going to say, I was just about to say, does that make you a gilf instead of a, a milf? Gilf, which I really don't like it as an expression, by the way, but it is quite amusing. But on a personal note, I absolutely refuse to let go of hot chick status. I'm not. I'm not letting go. Of yeah, that. you're gonna have to teach but, me some of that. But growing old gracefully, Tracy. Mm, so does that mean that we're we're dignified and we're ladylike and we're? I mean, I am, but I'm not because I swear like a sailor, and my husband hates it. <laughs> like literally. Um, for me, growing old gracefully probably means that I'm not going to get sucked into lip fillers and Botox and trying to salvage a youth that is impossible. I mean, don't get me wrong, we like to look nice and, and, and you know, maybe touch our photo up a little bit or whatever, whatever. But I, I, I'm not at the stage where I want to... Is, grow, is growing old gracefully... Uh, accepting your age but just making the best of it or are we moving into an era of growing old gracefully means that we try and hold on to looking young I'm not sure I, I don't know I think it's I think I'd, growing old I mean I I don't I'm like you I'm, I'm closer to 60 than I'm 50 these these days um <laughs> by the time this goes out I'll have had another birthday um 
but I'm, I'm a bit like you. Growing old to me is a bit of a dirty word because you don't have to grow old. We, we mature. We physically age. Um, some of us better than others. But it doesn't mean we are mentally growing old. We, you know, at the end of the day, when I, apart from the fact that I now have odd little aches that I didn't have before, I still don't feel any different in terms of, yes, I'm more experienced. Yes, I know more than I did when I was 30. But I don't personally, emotionally, mentally, I don't feel any different to what I was in 30. I can't go out and stay up clubbing till four in the morning anymore because that gets a bit harder, but nor do I want to. So for me, it's about, I don't think it's growing old for me. It's it's maturing and getting wiser. Which 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 does happen. I mean, I'll still I still wear the clothes I want to wear. I yeah. still if I want to go out clubbing, I, I I don't want to often. I mean, I, I much prefer a, a girls' night out where we go for a nice place for dinner and we sit up and chat and stuff. But I still enjoy music. We still have parties in the house where you know, so sort of socially. Uh, it's probably changed a little bit, but not that that only in terms of we don't seek nightclubs, <laughs> and I'm not you know. Uh, as I, often. I still go out. I mean, one yeah, of our business groups. Yeah, one of our business groups. We go out every every. We try to go out every month on a social level, and um, I'll go out. I'll have a drink if I'm not driving. We'll have a good laugh. The last one we went on, we didn't have dinner. We just went to some place where you could play all these old bar games. We did shuffleboard and crazy pool and beer pong. I still go and do things that are fun to do. And I, I don't know. I think age, age is just, age is just a number. Okay, so age is just a number. What should there be a difference when you become a grandparent? No. Does, should your behaviour? So I personally don't think it should. But then nobody wants their grandmother having an OnlyFans account, for example. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? It's Why not? Socially, I suppose. Uh, and but for me, because. Because I had children young, obviously those children are in their 30s and then that means that they started having children. So I was a young grandmother as well. What what started to happen, and, and my husband and I spoke about this, is it, it was a very interesting journey. It didn't make me feel older. What it gave me was a different perspective on legacy. Yeah. Because before that, and you and I are both business women, we are, we're building out, you know, we've got our little empires and that's, and you assume that that is going to be your legacy. But then when your children start having children, that's generational legacy, that's different. And then when you, it's a fascinating process, stepping back and watching your child be a parent. Yeah. And going through that observation for me has been wonderful. Um, and then you start to see how good a parents they are. And then it occurred to me that actually that's where my legacy sits. That's where your legacy is. You know, at the end of the day, and I, I don't have any grandchildren. Um, Ollie's only 24. He's only 24. So, but interesting, I'll come on to, yeah, but I'll come on to that in a minute. But the thing is, you, you're right. You know, my my drive in my business, because I was a single mum from, well, officially from being eight months old, but unofficially from being three weeks old. 
But my drive with what I did once I left my corporate career was all about making sure if anything happened to me that that Oliver was sound, secure, etc. And I did go through a phase where that had happened. So I lost a little bit of drive, but, you know, not that I've experienced it yet. However, I think, you know, that legacy thing will come back again when he has kids. Yeah, and it, and and it was an unexpected. It was an unexpected. hadn't I'd never thought to think about that before. Yeah. Then you you start to see your children having children, and what'll be interesting with uh, uh, so Sam and Danielle. I think I think Sam was twenty eight when he had his first baby, and then in his thirties when his second one, and now he's mid thirties. Now he's had his third. My daughter was already in her thirties when she had Layla. Um, so so they, they were grown, they'd got careers, they'd got some um, life behind them and, you know, steady. Uh, this new pregnancy, well, he's only 22, so he's a lot younger now, he's got a good job. And But what has been fascinating, and again, this is where the legacy thing comes in, the fact that he's a little bit younger than my other two children, he's responded in exactly the same way that my eldest son did went immediately into, I will provide, I will protect, I will make this happen. That made me really happy because it, you, I think I think when you're, you, well, you've got a son as well. When you've got sons you and you've had adversity in marriages and you feel the vulnerability of being a single mom and all of that that goes with it, then when we have sons, what we want to do, it, it probably is really important to us to raise our sons to be the kind of men that would be good dads and good husbands yeah. and partners, so they don't need to get married but you you know um and it was very important for me to infiltrate in fact I battered my boys over the head since they were very not metaphorically battered I'm gonna say not physically guys before you start well, ringing they, up the authorities like <laughs> here and there, but it, you know we were allowed to back then yeah but um sort of certainly verbally I've I've always raised them to to know one day you will have a woman and and children that you will be responsible for financially and and even if they're career women they have to actually stop work in order to give birth yeah. and actually you might want the choice of that of one of you being at home to take care of baby instead of literally sticking them straight into childcare. And the only way that happens is if you've got enough money coming in. Yeah. Because if you don't have enough money come in, it makes the choices very different. It, it changes the choices, changes definitely. And also on top of that, um, from a from a child-centred point of view, of course, not everybody has this choice. And I went straight back to work after some of my kids. So, you know, I, I, I get it. But... Um, from a child-centred point of view, it, it probably is better for that baby and toddler for them to have that time, you know, with, with a parent at home more. And so, therefore, as the male counterpart of that deal, if you like, please know that at some point in life... And so I've that has been part of my narrative to my boys forever um, because it was really important to me that I took responsibility to raise boys to know that if they're going to go and spread their love (laughs) (laughs) that children are produced that way yes that's how babies are born (laughs) 
And it's your, it's then your risk. If you're big and bad enough to decide to have procreation sessions that aren't protecting that circumstance, then you're big and ugly enough to, to be take able to the responsibility. And, take responsibility. and then that means you've got to protect and provide for that wife and that child and yeah. provide a home and all the rest of it. And so it was of great pride to me that, well, my youngest son touched wood and that can wait a little bit of he's only 21 nearly 22 he can wait a minute um but but actually i've been really pleased that that out of the two boys that have entered this uh uh, uh set of circumstances that's been their response and interestingly my daughter married a man who was that way as well so i like that tracy so Good, it doesn't it? make me feel i don't think having grandchildren has made me feel old actually it's made me feel proud and it's redefined what i consider will be my legacy so there's a little bit not envy um i think it's wonderful i think what's wonderful is you know your your mid 50s you've got grandchildren in lots of ways i mean especially in this day and age some grandparents are there to actually help provide some of the child care can you imagine if you're a a, a granny at 60 that's a lot harder to do because you're older can it's I harder just... to look after the kiddies that your children have had right let me just can i flip this yeah go on right, i'm gonna be a complete hypocrite now None of these sentences that I'm just about to say has any bearing on the love that I have for my children or my grandchildren. But you're not babysitting. I do babysit. I haven't got a problem with babysitting. But here's my fucking annoyance, right? So I have kids really young. I have two kids really young. Then I wait 13 years and I have another two kids. The where the, that, that in itself was insane. Where the plan goes drastically wrong is then the first lot of grandchildren come and then the bloody second lot of grandchildren will come. I'm going to be potentially, no, like that's quite annoying. Yeah. And, you know, so, so I, I was, I've been lucky with, with my first two. They, they, they were already kind of set up, if you like. Um, and of course I babysit and I love to see the kids, but, but actually I will not, like I still work full time. I still have a social life. I still, like Sunday now, I, I haven't done, I don't cook Sunday dinner and the whole family come around anymore. Sunday day is love love day. That's my date day with my husband. Now. <laughs> and I think, no more I Sunday think, dinner in Dawn's house. That's date no, day. No, it's date day it's, it's, most of the time. You know, I mean, obviously, if there's something going on and I'm a football widow when the football's on. But, you know, fundamentally, as much as I love my kids and I love, I mean, I did the school run for 20 years. Oh, my word. Yeah, no. And so there's a part of me that as much as I love grandchildren and I love my grandchildren, they're my absolute joy. You you almost love your grandchildren more than your children. I've noticed that with my younger sister. It's not that she loves the grandkids. She's got one grandchild um, who's just over a year now. But you you suddenly saw a different kind of love coming out. And it almost did look like she loved the grandchild more than her kids, but she didn't. No, and this is what I'm saying, it does, but it does look like, so whilst I'm on board with all of that, Tracy, I'm also, are we allowed, this might be an interesting thing to get feedback on, are we at the point in our lives where we're ready to take our foot off the pedal and go on our own travels and have some of our time and our, just our time, at the very point when our grown children start to have children, I don't think it's our responsibility. I don't nope. think their choices 
are our no, responsibility. No, for some, for some, there are financial issues where the kids need the help of grandparents to do some childcare. Can but I the be beautiful really thing with grandchildren, you you don't you can you can give them back. You can give them back, but I'm going to be really brutal here, and yeah. this is probably not going to be palatable. Um, I would never see any of my children homeless, foodless. No. Of course not. Um, but I would not take over childcare. They would have to figure it out. That doesn't mean to say that I'm not going to help out. So, for example, when Emily had Grace, Emily works for me and she's my daughter-in-law. Uh, actually, she would bring Grace to work yeah. and we'd look after her together. I'm not saying that there isn't, of course I'm mocking, I can't help myself, of course. But in terms of having to take over childcare, let's say I retired in five years time and then there's babies, I, 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 it's an, it'll be a no. No, because your grandchildren means that they have, you have done your nurturing I've of your own children so yeah. that when it comes to grandchildren, which is a beautiful thing, and I, at one stage, I wondered if I was ever going to have kids. And when um, when my son's father said, I'd like to have kids, I thought, yeah, you're the kind of guy I'd have kids with. And I, part of what went on my brain, and this does not detract from how much I love my son, there was a little bit of selfishness. I could have lived my life without children, but the thought of living my life and never meeting a grandchild, that was one thing I couldn't. I, I, that vision did not exist. I, I did want at some point to have a grandchild to dote on. Um, whether it will happen, I don't know. That's entirely up to my son. That does not detract from the fact that my son was planned. I love him to bits. He, you know, course, most people yeah, know he nothing, is my everything. It's, it's, it, it's got nothing to do yeah. with... But you can go on holiday and somebody else has the responsibility of dealing with the grandkids because they're not your children. They're not. And, and you know, if if one of them so what's things like any one of their birthdays as adults you know the in-law or the you know of course I will babysit that in anytime they have a wedding to go like if I can babysit I will yeah. and none of them live their lives in a way that they need me to literally you know take care if they're going away for a long weekend of course I would have them of course yeah but that's different from having to give up the responsibility exactly you have the pleasure but not the responsibility but that said there are some people that I see that are a lot older than me actually really retired older grandmothers who uh it is their life they want they, they want got, it they've got no other purpose so but I'm not saying that in a bad way but if I was 76 and I'd I was a widow and I'd got nothing, you know, I can see how easy it is, you know, bear in mind people now who are that age perhaps didn't grow up in an era where yeah. there was careers and things like that. Um, and actually, even if you did, fuck it, if that's what you want to do with your retirement. It, that's it's your a, choice. It's and, and commendable at that. And I think there's nothing more lovely than to see proper traditional nan or grandma you know, that bakes cakes and picks the kids up from school yeah. and takes them to the park. And there's something very, very uh, pure and simple and pure and beautiful about those those things. Uh, but but I, not for me. I, I'm I'm I don't feel any guilt at the sentence of saying 
I, 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 I don't want to take responsibility for it. No, and that's okay. It's quite funny. Earlier on, you were talking about you've you've got the the worst of both worlds or the best of both worlds. You've got two older children, two children that are born with some years apart. Well, I'm a I'm a sibling, uh, and I've got two other sisters, one younger than me, one older. I had my son in my early thirties, so I went off clubbing in my twenties. Yeah. I, I didn't have any responsibilities other than getting up for work and, you know, having a bit of a sensible head. My my elder sister, who's less than two years older than me, she had got three children by the age of about 22, 23. Now, bear in yeah. mind, different era. Yeah. And one of the discussions we had once was, you know, she was basically it was basically it's all right for you you're out clubbing i've got i've got children to bring up i don't get to enjoy my ch- my my youth well that was choice i yeah. chose not to do it however the opposite side for many is the case not for you because you did it both ends of the scale what were you like don't know for me i'm 40 early 40s I no longer have the same level of freedom as the other 40. So my sister by then was also, you know, slightly older than me. So she's mid 40s. She could go go away when she wanted to choose to go on holiday. She could decide to to go shopping at the drop of a hat. She didn't have to load a car in her 40s. Um, for a three-year-old child, well, he wasn't three, he was about eight by then. But you get what I mean. In my 40s, I was then... I wasn't missing out on life because I'd got a beautiful son. But at the the end of the day, I wasn't free in my 40s, just like she wasn't free in her 20s. And my my younger sister, I mean, my older sister, I think her oldest grandchild now is 16, 17, maybe 16. Um, So she's what? She's going to be 58. So she was when I was having my son. My son was six. My son was six or eight when she was having her first grandchild, and yet we're only two years apart, if that. My younger sister, six years younger than me, beautiful grandchild. Um, a year or so, well, just over a year ago, her son had a child. She became a a grandmother at um, fifty years of age, fifty, forty nine, forty nine years of age. Yeah, I'm 57 this year. I still am not a grandmother. But Ollie is only 14, uh, 24. 24, yeah. And I'm cool with that. But I think the beautiful thing is, you know, there is always a pro and a con to every choice you make. There's no right time. My older sister is likely to still be in her 60s, potentially, when she has her first great-grandchild. I may never get to see any great-grandchildren. So there is benefits and disadvantages to both of it. But I think you're a wonderful gulf. Oh, well, but not for me, obviously. (laughs) Do you know what's made me laugh? I wonder if Sarah will be listening to this. Me and my friend Sarah, right? We were really, really drunk one night, right? We were away. I don't know where we were. We started talking about being gay, right? And neither one of us have any problem with anybody. I don't give a shit what sexuality is. But what we, you know, when you're drunk, we decided we had this whole drunken debate about what bad lesbians we'd be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a topic for a whole other podcast. Yeah. 
and you've just made me laugh by going, well, not for me. Well, I've and got, I was just laughing about my... I've got uh, a friend. Sarah. I've got a friend and she'll know who she is. I'm not going to name her. Um, but, you know, as, as many of you know, I'm, I'm single. I've been looking online dating. I'm not sure whether I want to be in a relationship or not. That's part of my problem. But my friend said, I should maybe be better off with women. And my answer was, no, I can't imagine going down there. No, but this is exactly. <laughs> so Isn't it funny? No, it's true. Well, this is what we concluded. Fundamentally, we don't like vagina. Therefore, we'd make bad lesbians. We, yeah, and I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, that's me too. Of being a lesbian, that you, you would want to do that. I mean, I think it's a reasonably foundational criteria, and based on the fact that we have no interest in that means we'd make bad lesbians yeah. right so so yeah i get you so that was that's and for years we've giggled about that you know a real drunken stupid conversation yeah, yeah i get you that conversation but, but yeah. yes it's like grandchildren it's like children it's your life is just that's your life you get to make choices and there are sometimes benefits and disadvantages to whatever choice you make but here's a little bit of statistics for you You know what i'm like with my statistics have a guess this is the world not the uk have a guess at what is the youngest grandmother when they first became a grandmother they're obviously not this age now but what age do you think the youngest grandmother in the world was do you know what? I'm going to say 21. 17. So the, the I did literally said world young, I put into Googly, as you do, um, not that we're advocating Google's the only search engine, but hey, come on. Um, world youngest granny. And it came up, the top, the top hit was how old is the youngest grandmother or grandma? The world's youngest grandmother is a Nigerian and she was only 17. Mum Z was just eight years and four months old when she gave birth to a baby girl in 1884 in an island in Nigeria called Aqua Akpa, now known as the city of, of, of Calabar. So 17 years old. She gave birth at the age of eight. And then her child also. And we're having the... Dis and then her child obviously gave birth when she was nine, I guess. Nine and eight is 17. So 1884, different era, guys. People had 12 and 15, 20 kids sometimes. Um, when I was at school, uh, it wasn't in my year. There was a girl who had a child uh, at 13, 12 or 13, and she had the child. Uh, she was a couple of years younger than us. And then when I was in the last year of senior school, um, she'd have been 14 at that point. She was a year under. She was pregnant again. Wow. And the, there's nothing wrong with that. We're not. We're not. We're not sort of making decisions about no, people's no choices. There, no judgment. But yeah, 1884, and I, it was really funny because eight years and four months old, even in the late 1800s, that was probably still very young. Um, I think the thing that comes into my brain, and I don't know this. I haven't read anything, but the the actual search list that came up is when I read that, I I. I stopped and thought, because this was only a 20 years or so after slavery and that finally stopped. Makes you wonder if that child had that baby through choice, if you know what I mean, or was the was the act of love forced or chosen? That's what's sad about that one. 
think I can't imagine. Look, I think for me, it's pretty simple. If you have sex with an eight year old who isn't, it, that's pre, it isn't, it sh- clearly should have started a period because she was able to get pregnant, but that's still a child's body. It's still a child's body, yeah. Can you imagine an eight-year-old in this? Can you imagine an eight-year-old in this day and age though carrying? Can right. you imagine seeing on the street an eight-year-old with a big but, tummy? But, but for a man Crazy. to uh, uh, have intercourse with a, a prepubescent body, and uh, that that to me, I, I, I like I'm. I can't get my head around yeah. it. It was when I saw the year when that happened. So obviously it might, there right. might be another example, guys. This is just what came up on the top hit. But yeah, it sort of, it 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 shocked me in, in both. Uh, didn't expect that. And a, oh my God, that was 1884. You know, that was an eight-year-old child. Um, but what do you think the age of the youngest grandma on record in the UK is? I'm going to go 21, 22. Youngest grandmother, 33, Kelly Healy. This was from March of last year, so it may have changed now, but it's still right. coming up right. in the top searches. Potentially, I was thinking about that girl at school who was 13 when she had her first child. Actually, even then, that's 26, isn't it? If her child then had a child at 12, 13. But 33 is young. Yeah, 33 is the youngest that's come up in the UK. And that was, she was 30 when she, oh, so she was 30 when she, when she became a grandmother. So 30 is the youngest grandmother. Um, In 2022, uh, this lady was 33. Um, Her 14 year old daughter gave birth to a baby boy. So effectively, she herself must have had her daughter at 16. So I was expecting the youngest ever in the world to be like no more than 28, like no no younger than 28, thinking, well, if somebody had one at 14 and they had one at 14, that would be 28. So, yeah, in England, it's 30. But that was a shocker. The world's youngest my, was 17. My mom- my mum was 37 when I made her. So I was, no, no, I was 18. Let's work it out. I was, she was 39 then. So I was 18 when I had Danielle and my mum was 21 years older than me. So that made her 39, doesn't it? That was my, my mum became a grandmother in her late 30s because my sister had her, I think she was 18. And my mum would have been 20, my mum was 18 when she had my sister. So that would have made her. 36 wouldn't it my mum was 36 when she became a grandmother considering you know the the record of it is 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 30 and now more recently 33 that made us make our mums that was still young wasn't it that was still well when you think about it my mum became a grandmother for the first time when she was 36 I became a mum for the first time when I was 32 no 30 yeah 32 nearly 33 so just goes to show Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Well, Tracy, uh, I think that's... That's it. Wonderful little topic on Gilf, Milf, growing old ghostfully, or are we just getting wiser? But congratulations either way. And you know what? I, I think it's beautiful because... You know, that's for me where my brain goes is you're one step closer to seeing the next generation after the grandchildren. Yeah, which is nice. Isn't that that, because that's what we leave this world, isn't it? We leave leave this world world. with the people we 
create and the people we meet. And I look at my mom, my mother-in-law. My mum, my mother-in-law had ten children um, in total. Actually, one died when they were a toddler. So that was nine that kind of carried on. Um, so she had nine children left. She had something like. 30 grandchildren she had 39 I think it was great grandchildren and the great great grandchildren because she was 16 when she had her first child so and in fact her eldest son Vince at the time Vince she'd she'd just had her youngest which was Easton my husband's brother and stopped having babies herself because as she had Easton uh, Vince started having his children, so she stopped giving birth then as her grandchildren started to come. But one of the most beautiful, you look back at my husband's family and that is Kath's legacy and it is a, it's a vast and a beautiful thing. Yeah, beautiful, isn't it? I remember going to school with a girl who, um, they were both in the same year and I'm thinking of this because of you having two kids and then two kids. And my sister did the same, not as big as your gap, but there was a gap between um, between the two oldest and the two youngest. But I used to go to school with a girl who um, in the same year as her was her nephew and they were in the same year at school. Well, and that's how it's happened. So, so Vince is my husband's oldest brother. H was one of the youngest. So his daughter is our niece and she's only a couple of years. There's only a couple of years between us. Yeah. Zane. So in fact, Malvina has is now on her grandchildren. Crazy, isn't it? Crazy uh, world yeah. we live in. But what is yeah. beautiful is in the majority of cases that has been born out of people's ability to choose what they want to do in life. Which is... Uh definitely something that should be preserved at all yeah but yeah congratulations can't wait till your new one arrives will that be five when this latest one that's on its way is born yes wow and i'm still not even on number one enjoy it while you can yeah brilliant (laughs) all right no worries and on that note it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me see you next time guys Thank you for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us tag at real women podcast on instagram